hey hey how's it going how you guys doing hey uh we have a little bit to talk about we have some very important news we have some news that you maybe don't care about um first and foremost the atlanta braves are world series champions now i don't have to wait till i get to the sports section trust me you'll hear this several times in this podcast that's just how we're kicking it today we have a little bit of news uh anything major pop off with me no i don't think so of course i have no voice that's just my standard at this point so sit tight and and hang out i'm gonna start with a complaint because i want to um i was perusing the job market online like i always do and i encourage everybody to always look um And this one particular listing made me chuckle. I didn't even bother looking at the company. I believe it was transcription type of, I don't know for sure it was transcription, but let me just say they required eight years of experience. And I just thought, what a weird number, like eight, you have to have eight years of experience in whatever field in order to do this job right. I didn't bother looking at the salary if it was listed because I knew it wasn't enough just because of where the job was posted. It wasn't like a a in-house hiring. Eight years of experience. Get out of here. Like, stop with this. Where where do you guys come up with this arbitrary number of how much experience doing certain things that people have to have in order to qualify for your little raggedy job? I just didn't get it. It was, I guess it's not a complaint. It's an observation. uh, And it's funny to me. So... Very briefly, uh, Realtor.com, which is where I go now to look at houses um, to get away from those other people. They are reporting an increase in foreclosures, um, and there's probably a couple different factors. I didn't open up the article. I just browsed. Um, But a lot of it has to do with the moratoriums on um, foreclosures and things like that ending. So, But honestly, I I want the housing market to fall flat on its face so that I can buy a home. but unfortunately, you know, foreclosures folks gonna be out of out of a place to live. Boy, oh boy, do we have a lot of election news. Okay, so first things first, let's talk about Atlanta. So um, as I predicted, there was a runoff. Uh, so it's gonna be the top two contenders. And for a minute, the race was like really tight. Nobody wanted to call it. Fox 5 went ahead and called it before anybody else. So for the runoff next month, Uh, I think it's like November 30th, you will have Felicia Moore, who was the president of the city council, who had like 41% of the vote. So a good portion of the city already wanted her. And she's going to be running against the dark horse himself, Andre Dickens. Kasim could only get 21% of the vote. Um, He hasn't requested a recount, but I don't know for sure that he has officially conceded. So I guess the jury is still out on on that. But right now it's going to be the two of them. And they've already begun their campaigning, of course, for the runoff election. Again, I don't have a dog in this fight, but, you know, whatever. And uh, let's see what happened. New York City elected the second black mayor, uh, Mr. Eric Adams, uh, former police captain. Um, I thought I recognized his face. I did not. Uh, But he's already... uh, making a little splash here and there. He's He wants to revisit the vaccine mandates as they pertain to people like Kyrie Irving. Um, yeah, that's the election news. 
we've got a little bit more news about New York State. Um, first things first, Washington Post is saying that basically um, the Supreme Court is going to be hearing some cases or at least one case involving the ban on concealed carry in the state of New York. And basically, you know, this is a conservative bench. So you can look for that to maybe get tossed out, thrown to the wayside, much like the California one uh, they attempted to. But of course, they didn't because it was backwards. And anyway, anyway, uh, something else, though, more pressing in New York. Um, remember back when we talked about the former governor? Uh, what's his name? Cuomo? Is it Andrew? Which? Yeah. And it's Andrew and Chris. Yeah. So Andrew, he. um. He was charged with the sexual assault or whatever it was, the charges that were filed. Well, the news is making a big deal about how the charges were filed. The sheriff of Albany County, uh, Mr. Craig Apple, filed the charges um, without any kind of coordination from the district attorney's office. And people were like, oh, why would he do that? Well, because it's a misdemeanor. So uh, who was it? CBS affiliate there in Albany sat down with a legal expert. And he had to explain to them that this is commonplace. There's just so many misdemeanor charges being filed. It doesn't make sense to coordinate every last one with the district attorney. The sheriff's office can move on their own for misdemeanors, which is completely legal. Um, and I guess from Craig Apple's standpoint, it would have been kind of messy to have to go through the DA and all of that. But I still think just for me, it's a personal standpoint. Maybe just to make sure that all of the I's were dotted and T's were crossed that there was some kind of coordination. So it doesn't appear as though you were acting independently for a reason, but that's just me. All right, your favorite segment ever, sports. I don't know how many sections this is gonna be, just depends on how long when did I get. So go with me, walk with me, talk with me. Let's start with uh, the Atlanta Hawks. So from Tuesday night to last night, oh and two, I, something's going on. They lost to Brooklyn Wednesday night, 117 to 108. Uh, DeAndre Hunter had 26 points. Trey had 10 assists, and Capella had 16 rebounds. I like it. And then for Brooklyn, you had Kevin Durant with 32 points, Harden with 11 assists, and KD and Blake Griffin with seven rebounds. Um, and then who else did they lose to? Wait a minute. Let me find it. Utah, oh, it's right under it. Shit, sorry. Uh, they lost to the Utah Jazz, ninety-eight to one sixteen. Trey had twenty-one point seven assists and ten rebounds. Oh, he led everything. Okay, Jordan Clarkson had thirty points. Uh, Mike Conley had eleven assists, and Gobert had fifteen rebounds. I like it. Um, so yeah, they they haven't they haven't played really good this week. Um, then let's go to Chicago Bulls. They are zero and one. Their lone game came on Wednesday. They lost to Philly in a nail-biter, 103-98. You had DeRozan with 37 points. You had Vooch and Caruso with six assists apiece, and DeRozan and Vooch with 10 rebounds. Then for Philly, you had Sethi Curry with 22 points, and B with seven assists and nine rebounds. Um, I like that Billy Donovan talked about it after the game. He said that, you know, it's nice to come back and win, but you, you, can't, you can't live like that. You got to be able to basically have your presence felt throughout the entirety of the game, not just at the last minute. So maybe they're, you know, getting their comeuppance a little bit and they'll they'll bounce back. Um, let's see. Charlotte also had a little rough week. They were 0-1. Um, they lost to Golden State 114-92. to Let's see. Bridges had 32 p points. 
Um, Miles Bridges has been balling. LaMelo had eight assists. Uh, Gordon Hayward had 11 rebounds. And then for Charlotte, no, for Golden State, I'm sorry, Jordan Poole had 31 points. Curry had nine assists and Draymond had 10 rebounds. Jordan Poole is, um, he's nice. Uh, let's see. New Orleans was 0-2. <sighs> First Tuesday, they lost to Phoenix, 112-100. to Valanciunas had 23 points. Devontae Graham had six assists. Valanciunas had 14 rebounds. I do like that. Then Mikael Bridges had 22 points. Uh, Chris Paul had 18 assists. And Booker had eight rebounds. And then the very next night, they lost to Sacramento, 112-99. to uh, Nikhil Alexander, Walker, and Devontae Graham had 16 points apiece. Graham had seven assists, and Valanciunas had 11 rebounds. And then for Sacramento, Harrison Barnes at 23 points, eight assists. No, I'm sorry. Mitchell, Davion Mitchell, <coughs> excuse me. Davion Mitchell had eight assists, and Harrison had eight rebounds. I love that Davion Mitchell's nickname is Off Night. That's got to be the best, one of the best nicknames, Off Night. Love it. But yeah, the Pels are one and eight for this season. One and eight. And I'm going to talk about them in a different section. Uh, let's see. Memphis Grizzly, they are 1-0. and uh, Let's see, they beat Denver 108-106. to Close game. Jaron Jackson Jr. had 22 points. Tyus Jones, Dookie, had seven assists and uh, eight rebounds tied JJJ and Steve Adams. And then for Denver, Jokic had 34 points, Will Barton at seven assists, and um, MPJ and Jokic had 11 rebounds assists. 11 rebounds, excuse me. Um, in 30 minutes of basketball, Aaron Gordon had one rebound. I, as a sports fan, have a problem with that, but that's just me. Um, and for the Lakers, Lakers are one and one. Tuesday night, they lost to Houston, 117 to 119. LeBron had a 30 piece, 10 assists. AD, Russ, and D. Jordan um, had nine rebounds apiece. Then for Houston, you had Christian Wood, 26 points. Uh, Kevin Porter Jr. with eight assists, and Christian Wood with 16 rebounds. I love it. I love high rebounds. Um, Excuse me. I was not comforted by this win. Um, you you beat Houston by two measly points. And it was confirmed why I was not comfortable with the win on Thursday night. LeBron, ladies and gentlemen, is out for about a week with an abdominal sprain. So he did not play this game against OKC as well. Now I looked like halfway through. Let me let me give you the okay. So they lost to Oklahoma again, 107 to 104. AD had 29 points. AD and Russ had five assists. AD had 18 rebounds. <sighs> Excuse me. Y'all forgive me. I'm recording. I have to work again. And then for OKC, Shai Gilgis Alexander had 28 points. Josh Giddy, uh, who, who looks, I mean, for OKC, he looks nice. Eight assists. And D Fave, Derek Favors had 11 rebounds. I wasn't even paying attention to this game until the fourth quarter. I looked at the score halfway through. The Lakers were up by a lot. It was like 25, like 40-something. And then I looked in the third quarter. I was like, oh, shit. It's a little close. Then the fourth quarter happened, and I just, what is going on? First, no, I'm not going to talk about them in a minute. But that that's 
that's the basketball wrap up for right now for the scores. So yeah, we'll be back. Atlanta United, they ended their match with New York Red Bulls in a draw. Zero, I'm sorry, nil, nil. That does not help us. I mean, it doesn't hurt us, but it doesn't help us at all. Our next match is going to be Sunday, November 7th at 3.30 p.m. in Cincinnati. It is the last match before playoffs. We're currently in fifth place. We basically, we can't tie if nobody else ties. We have to win in order to not end up outside of playoff contention. Like, we really need to win. So I'm going to need them to uh, get it together for this next match. The Chicago Blackhawks continue their new tradition of losing. They lost to the Carolina Hurricanes 4-3. to uh, Debrinkit did all he could. He got two goals. Patrick Kane had one for the Blackhawks. And for Carolina, Stephen Fast, Jarvis, and Nikas, okay, had one apiece. Um, so the Blackhawks are one and whatever and one. Yeah. In case you hadn't heard, didn't know, weren't quite sure, uh, let me inform you that the Atlanta Braves clinched a World Series on Tuesday night. They did not need to go into Wednesday. On Tuesday, this was over. They beat those cheating-ass Astros by a score of 7-0. to zero. The starting pitcher, I was concerned, the starting pitcher was Max Freed. Max Freed got whatever the yips that was in the last game. Was it game four? He got that out of the way. He pitched his ass off. And he knew he was pitching his ass off from the first inning. He just knew. He knew he, knew he was good. He knew he did what he needed to do. Solaire had a, what was it, a triple? <clears throat> he ended up getting... I guess they have a game MVP. I'm not that deep into baseball. I don't know for sure. Whatever the case may be, Max Freed handled his biz naive and the Braves won the damn thing. Now, in truth and in, in, in perfect fashion, most of the counties have canceled school for tomorrow. Um, probably some folks canceled closing their businesses for the parade. Now, the parade, it's really weird how they're setting it up. There's essentially two parades in one. So you have a small parade uh, in downtown Atlanta, nearby where they used to play. Not by the stadium, but like nearby where they used to play. And they're going for however many blocks. And then they're traveling to, I don't know, they're tra- are they traveling car on foot? All the way up to Cobb County. All the way up. So if you have plans um, between downtown Atlanta and Cobb County, I'm going to need you to be out the way from 10 a.m to roughly 7 p.m. because they have the other part of that parade um, by the stadium that they play in now, SunTrust slash Truist Park. And then they're going to have their festivities that were apparently free, but the tickets were weird. Anyway, at like 6 p.m. I have no intentions of being there. I don't like folks like that. It's a lot of traffic. I fully intend to be watching it from the comforts of my own domicile. But I just wanted to make sure you guys knew all of our frustration was was for good. The Atlanta Braves <sighs> World Series fucking champions. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 
Okay, back to the NBA. We got a couple of more stories from the NBA. So you just sit right there, okay? Um, They recently released their City Edition jerseys. And I just have a complaint. Like, why are they so plain? I feel like the City Edition is the one time where you get these, you know, artists either from the area or artists who now work in the area and get them to get real creative. These jerseys are not creative at all. Um, There's a couple that I like. Uh, First of all, New Orleans needs to stick to their Mardi Gras jersey. They should make that Mardi Gras jersey a permanent part of the rotation. Um, But their their city edition jerseys are just dry, aside from the Mardi Gras one. Um, the Pacers, I would like it if it didn't, to me, remind me of the Denver Nuggets. It just, I absolutely love the Atlanta Hawks City Edition. I may have to get one of those. I'm, I may have to invest in one. They they look that nice to me. Um, Memphis, I feel, again, like with New Orleans, the Isaac Hayes tribute jerseys, they need to make those a permanent part of the um jersey rotation i really like the isaac hayes ones. it was beautiful this one i also love toronto's um okay so i i think i'm in the minority with the okc there's like the all white kind of color blocking looking thing i was for it i'm all for it i don't know what it has to do with oklahoma city or seattle but i liked it wasn't egregious um I did like the Charlotte Hornets one, although I Googled Hornets Nest and it doesn't look anything like those honeycomb beehive looking things on the top of the jersey. I still like it, but I was confused. I'm on the fence with Golden States. Um, I love how they incorporate the bridge. Um, I think it's a permanent fixture on their city edition jerseys, um, but I think they needed like a little more twist to it I don't know it didn't quite go enough and also Miami same with New Orleans and Memphis the Miami Vice City Edition needs to be a permanent jersey in their rotation I absolutely love that nothing will even look remotely as clean to me as those Miami Vice jerseys I love them now in this past offseason the NBA decided they were going to uh, go back to some old school well not old school rules they were going to undo some of the um, foul calling that a lot of people were frustrated with. Um, And so since they've undone that rule, I think it's um, involving, I guess, landing in in the shooter's space. I I don't know exactly what rule it was, but they stopped calling it. And um, I have enjoyed the basketball. I think it makes for a, a more fluid game and a more defensive game. Now they need to take back that hand checking one so we can really get some more aggressive defense uh, and force some of these teams. I like, I, I think it's a better product and it'll force some of these teams to actually play some damn defense because they can, you're not going to get fouled for the slightest bit of contact or for um, dramatized contact. I like it. Keep up the good work. And I also, I didn't know they had a um, competitive council. Is that what they were calling it? Yeah. First I've ever heard of it, but keep up the good work. Okay, I said I wasn't going to do rankings um, for like another week or two um, to get us a full four weeks in. I lied. Um, (laughs) There are some storylines coming up with these teams, and I think I would like to go ahead and get into them. So let's go. Let's start with the Eastern Conference. Uh, Number one right now, we have the 76ers. I like what they're doing. They have that next man up 
mentality, and they're just moving around with when it comes to Ben Simmons. Um, I think it's interesting that he told them that he was having like a mental health issue and they offered him some services and he declined that. Um, I thought that was weird, but they're, they're currently number one in the Eastern Conference, followed by Miami, who look a little dangerous right now. They've only played eight games, but who gives a shit? They look really good. And, you know, Jimmy Butler is in the early MVP contention um, discussions. Tyler Hero, I like that he publicly came out and said that he is chasing that sixth man of the year most improved. I don't have a problem with it. I'm all for it. I think uh, Miami's going to make a deep run in the playoffs. Uh, number three, the Bulls. They look good aside from the la- that last loss they had against, um, well, I think it was Philly. Yeah, against Philly. But their coach said that basically this is what they needed, and I agree. Um, four, you've got Toronto. I don't have any notes for Toronto. Five, Brooklyn. I don't have any notes for Brooklyn. Six, the Wizards. Now the Wizards don't suck. The Wizards don't suck, and it's very odd to me that they don't suck because I I think I don't think anybody saw this type of productivity. I mean, Bradley Bill and uh, Russ was it? Yeah, it was Bradley Bill and Russ. They did what they could do last season, but I don't think I thought it was going to carry over. I I like what I'm seeing in the Bulls. The Knicks in seventh place, nah. the Cavs in eighth place. The Cavs don't suck. I don't know if this is just the teams they've played thus far. Excuse me. We'll see what happens when the schedule gets more intense. But the Cavs don't suck. Hornets in ninth place. Um, the Hornets don't suck. Um, excuse me. Ooh, I'm sorry. I broke my little place. The Hornets don't suck. I think I need to see probably some more basketball before I just make my decision on where I think they're going to fit in for the season. Uh, the Bucks are 4-4. Four and four. Mm, Weird. The Celtics. Okay, Celtics in 11th place. Um, Marcus Smart calling out Jason Tatum and uh, Jalen Brown, telling them to pass the ball. I don't have a problem with it. Um, I would only have a problem with it if it if it further contributes to the uh, whatever the hell it is they got going on in their system. Um, but I like drama. I like chaos. So uh, the Hawks are in 12th place, 4 and 5. Ugh. I don't I don't know what's it's I don't know what's going on. I don't think that it's because of the the officiating, like because of the the them taking back that whatever foul that was. I don't think that's what it's something something's off with this damn team. Uh 13th place, the Pacers. I don't care about them. And then the Magic and the Detroit Pistons who just refuse to be good. Then over in the Western Conference, you've got the Jazz in one, uh Golden State at two. Golden State does not look like they had an off year or two. They look very refreshed. Um, like they're coming for blood. I'm, I'm so for it. I, you cannot. This team on the court looks absolutely nothing like anything we saw last season. I'm here for all of it. Um, then you've got Dallas, third, Memphis, and fourth. Hey, John M. Hey. Hey, hey, they're making a little noise. We're going to see in these next couple of weeks if it's the real deal. But I think it's the real deal. And you've got the Suns in fifth place. Okay. I'm going to come back. and No, I'm not. I'm going to say it right here. So the Suns have uh, Donald Sterling's twin um, in their front office, their co-owner, Robert Sarver. 
Um, Robert Sarver, through this investigative report with ESPN, is being reported as extremely toxic and sexist and racist, big body racist, like this man uh, told Eric Watson, a black man, that he doesn't like diversity. Um, and then complained in the coach's locker room that Draymond Green can say that word. He should be able to say that word. And he said that word, and to which Eric Watson checked him and said, you bet not say it. And he says, well, why can't I? Because you can't. And so Sarver is coming out and saying, um, because the NBA is now saying they're going to investigate. And so far, according to this ESPN report, there are 70 plus former and current employees willing to testify on behalf of the accuracy of this investigation. And of course, so Mr. Sarver is coming out and saying, that's not me. and That I've never said, and I would never do. And there's only a couple of sprinkles. You heard me sprinkles. Uh, speaking up for his behalf, um, 70 plus folks saying about you, it can't be a lie, right? Right? So we'll see what goes on with Phoenix. And then the Lakers in sixth place, just dramatic drama. They look, they, they can't seem to be okay. See Thunder. And of course, like I said earlier, LeBron's out for a week at least with this abdominal strain after having already been out because of the ankle soreness. You got to have a game plan past LeBron. LeBron James cannot be your game plan. Frank Vogel in rotations. How how many seasons are we going to watch these raggedy rotations? And his teammates, um, nice teammates, his team plays without heart. I'm just, I'm just going to say it. I, they don't have They don't have the heart. Um, I don't know what kind of soul searching they need to do, but they're going to need to do it soon uh, because the West is not, um, the West is deep and there are some teams over here in the Western conference that will, can make sure that the Lakers don't see the post season. So number seven, uh, that was long winded. Number seven, you have Denver Nuggets. I didn't really watch them. Eight Sacramento Kings. They're not in last place. Look at them. Uh, number nine, the Clippers, um, 10, Minnesota, 11, Portland, 12, OKC. Like I said, they're only two. They are two and six, and their only two wins are from, against the Lakers. <clears throat> Excuse me. 13, the Spurs, 14, the Rockets, still a struggle franchise. And number 15 place, one and eight, the New Orleans Pelicans. Now, the Pelicans need a do-over already. They just need to do every fucking thing over. Um, first of all, they need a healthy Zion. He's not two to three weeks out. He's huge. He's slow. Um, and he's not ready. I know how easy it is <clears throat> excuse me, for men to lose weight. I know. It's so much easier for a man to lose weight than a woman. Um Someone's got to be in his ear holding him accountable and saying, uh-uh, we got to get this in order because you can't help us like this. Zion looks – and stop parading him out there in front of us and letting us see that he looks like a damn Chevy Tahoe. It's ridiculous. I, I Listen, I think Valanchunas is a great player. I loved him when he was in – um, was he in Memphis? Yeah, he's not going to get you to the playoffs. B.I., as much as I love Brandon Ingram, by himself, he's not going to get you to the promised land. 
Nikhil Alexander-Walker and Kyra Lewis are decent guards. They're not going to get you to the post. You need Spartanburg Country Day, and you are not getting it with that weight being what it is. I don't know who you have to hire out, send in. If you got to have somebody out there documenting what he eats, how much he eats, when he eats, how much exercise, when he exercises, what type of exercise, you need to do something to A, protect your investment, and to B, get his ass in shape. You're already paying him $8 million. You might as well make sure he's able to contribute. We know what he can do. We just haven't seen it. And part of the reason we're not going to see it is because it's hard to, to move 300-plus pounds through the lane like that. I'm just, I'm like I said, I'm over it. I'm over giving him excuses. I'm over giving them excuses. It's a damn shame. And I want them to do better. I, Charles Barkley should never look slimmer than 21-year-old Zion Williamson. I'm just not here for it. But anyway, that's a rundown of the uh, – I didn't do – I did the whole comp. I did the whole NBA. Um, but in a couple weeks, we'll go through and just do top ten. So, yeah, that's the NBA roundup. Okay, one more thing because I just saw it. Uh, so the NBA is going to have alternate telecasts on League Pass because, you know, they did the flip-flop TNT. So on Thursdays, the uh, League Pass telecast is going to be hosted by two of my faves, Jamal Crawford and Quentin Richardson. Yay. All right, let's get into some bullshit. As a lot of you read already, a young man by the name of Henry Ruggs III has been in sports news he was a wide receiver for the university of alabama played for the nick saban and he was a first round draft pick into the nfl playing for the las vegas raiders so on was this tuesday i think it was tuesday henry ruggs was pissy drunk with a blood alcohol level of uh content whatever you want to call it twice the legal limit 0.16 he decided he was going to drive his car at 156 miles per hour and then he when he attempted to stop um by the time of impact with with this other car he branded this woman he was going 127 miles per hour he killed this woman and her dog not only that uh mr rugg's girlfriend was riding with him she also sustained some injuries. Um, whatever the charges were, they weren't enough and they weren't serious enough because Mr. Ruggs is out on $150,000 bail. Um, at the scene of this accident, you can see Ruggs, snotty nose, snotty down, crying. And I can't figure out why. Um, there was also a gun in his car. Um, so we have that. Um, there was a population on the internet defending him and saying, you know, nobody's perfect and we've all driven drunk. I've never driven drunk. Um, you know, he's young and we need to forgive. I can forgive you once you hit this cell block. I can forgive you after you get this time. You, you have to be punished for me to enter the stages of forgiveness. Your forgiveness is going to have to come from above because I'm going to need you to sit in jail. You have no business, A, driving drunk, B, driving that damn fast anywhere, anywhere. And nobody gets drunk 
and decides they're just going to try it out and gets to 156, you had practice. Because if you don't know what you're doing, you can lose control of your car at 90 miles per hour, 100 miles per hour. You didn't, you weren't swerving. You didn't hit this woman head on. You know what I'm saying? You, you have been used to driving at this type of a temperature. I mean, this type of a speed, look at me, temperature. You, you've been used to this. This is what you do. You just got caught. And it's always, it's always the victim that gets hurt the most. His drunk ass wasn't injured at all. I don't want to hear about forgiveness and him being so young. Damn all that. This lady gone and her dog gone too. Because you couldn't sit your ass down somewhere. And I was discussing this with a coworker. And he offered me this theory that I'm not willing to put aside just yet. Because it did sound like maybe, because people do dumb shit like this too. That maybe this was domestic related. And he and the girlfriend got into an argument and he was trying to kill them both. These types of things happen. That's, you know, but hell, what this woman ain't had nothing to do with y'all. Her dog ain't had nothing to do with y'all. Again, I have no sympathy to offer him, but I just felt like you guys should know since it, you know, it's, it's, it's in the sports news. Um, so there you have it. Henry Ruggs III. You know how, you know how bad off you gotta be for a member of the Davis family to cut you from the team. You know how bad off you gotta be for the Raiders to say, no, nah, we can't, we can't even wait for the investigation to conclude. Mark Davis is in a position of, I can't have no more bad press. And here you come with your foolishness. Sit with that, sir. And preferably in jail. You know, when it comes to Caucasian athletes, the media tends to have severe selective hearing and they tend to make concessions for and give credit where none is due. Um, Aaron Rodgers had been asked earlier in, in the year about being vaccinated and his response was, I'm fully immunized. And people, Caucasian media, took that as though he had been vaccinated. That's not what he said. It's very much a smart-ass, half-ass response. And I'm not understanding where the confusion is coming from now. Because, see, now his ass got COVID. And people are shocked to find out that he has not received the vaccine. Now, all of that riffraff that the league was talking about, about players being held accountable for not being able to play and and all of that. I'm going to need him to get the full treatment. Don't hold back because it's Aaron Rodgers. You have to make an example. You said all of these things were going to happen if players put their teammates and other teams in, in, in harm's way because of the COVID diagnosis. I'm going to need to see all of that. I need you to come through with this because that man never told y'all he was vaccinated. Stop playing. Now, I saw something in my email that concerned me. Um, But before I got concerned, I considered the source is Washington Post. 
And I mean, I like Washington Post, but you know, you just got to make sure they're, they're, they're a little biased. Um, but in reading what I read, I kind of fully understand what they were discussing, what they're talking about. And it's a thing and it's a dangerous thing. And the thing is constitutional sheriffs. Constitutional sheriffs are uh, elected in power by the people. That's how sheriffs get elected. And then they are allowed to interpret the law how they see fit. And no authority can uh, supersede what they say the law is. No state or federal, not even the president. And I think that that is just extremely dangerous. And that sets a very dangerous precedent. This isn't Mayberry. The laws are the laws. You, first of all, I, I have yet to see a sheriff that has graduated from Ampisa Law School. And that's who you need to interpret the laws, not John Wayne and them. And that, I, I fear, is where constitutional sheriff is, is headed. We don't need any of that. Like, we don't need any of that. Okay, I was back in my happy place, aka on Wikipedia, hitting a random article button. And I came across something called Zone Rouge. I haven't had French in a long time, so I don't have the, I don't do that. Um, so Zone Rouge is an isolation area in France um, that after World War I was banned from any kind of human anything because it was too damaged by human conflict. So they decided to return it to nature. And even now, the area, some of the areas are still um, by law. There's no housing, no farming, no forestry. It's forbidden uh, because there's too many human remains, undetonated explosives, uh, animal remains, high levels of lead, mercury, chlorine, arsenic, gases, and acids in the soil. There is a civilian unit in charge of the area, and so far, they're saying it's going to be 300 to 700 years for that area to recover. It's the World War I Chernobyl. And also in uh, Belgium and France, there are such a things as iron harvest. That's when the farmers go work their fields and they find these, this ammo that was left behind. And I th just thought about how, how sad that is. Warfare from the 1910s is still affecting the planet and it's affecting the livelihood of those farmers. I mean, just think of something. You could be walking in a field you didn't know was one of those fields, and then here comes a, a grenade that you step in from damn 1912. Crazy. Absolutely crazy. And so sad. Okay, so uh, Great Britain is taking the lead on the antiviral pill. We talked about it a little bit while ago, and I still don't know how to pronounce it. It's M-O-L-N-U-P-I-R-A-V-I-R. It is an antiviral pill that Britain, um, made by Merck, that Britain is authorizing for COVID treatment in adults. Excuse me. They gave me the brand name. I also can't pronounce it. It's L-A-G-E-V-R-I-O. And so for the U.S., the FDA is meeting up at the end of the month to discuss authorizing it um, for the U.S. So an antiviral pill that's supposed to reduce uh, hospitalization by half in mild to moderate cases of the COVID. Okay, remember when we talked about the airstrikes 
the drone strikes in Kabul around the airport when the U.S. was pulling out. And remember, I came back and told you that um, the, the Pentagon paid some families off and I told you it was hush money. I was correct. Um, some quote unquote Air Force watchdog, whoever that is, uh, is claiming there was no criminal negligence on behalf of the U.S. during these drone strikes. Now, what prompted the drone strikes is this small white sedan that the military believed to have been driven by some kind of operative carrying explosives. That was not the case. Um, the person in the car was hauling water cans for his family. He just so happened to work for a group that is backed by the U.S. So they blew up essentially an ally um, and some more folks. And instead of having some kind of official report come out and then saying, okay, we want to make good on this or smooth it over some kind of way, you immediately offered the families money after you told us you weren't wrong then came back and said you were wrong, then offered the people money, and now this quote-unquote watchdog group is telling us that you were wrong while also telling us that you weren't criminally wrong. Foolishness. All-out foolishness. So, SoFi um, Daily, they report that Amazon is backing an electric vehicle startup um, via stocks and whatever called Rivian Automotive. Now, I have never heard of them, so I had to Google what the hell they look like. And let me tell you, the models look like a Nissan Frontier, okay, and a 04 to 07 Range Rover. But Amazon is backing them, which means we're probably going to see them everywhere and soon. All right, y'all remember a couple weeks ago when uh, folks over here were telling us not to worry about the supply chain and that... Um, basically was gonna we weren't gonna have a delay in things for like black christmas and christmas shopping well the ceo of maersk i think that's how it's pronounced that's how it's been pronounced in all my life m-a-e-r-s-k you know the, when you see trains and stuff with the maersk on the them the ceo of them uh, said to expect expect global supply chain issues to continue into 2022 so yeah ain't, ain't nothing holding up we're not speeding up all of a sudden. It's going to continue to be what it is. I spoke to a truck driver late last week who basically was stuck in the city until they had um, dropped off their load. But they couldn't drop off their load because of whatever. But they were stuck in the city which is also another delay in the supply chain because they couldn't drop off their load or couldn't pick up their load, something like that. It was very much, oh, oh, wow, so you're just stuck here? Stuck there. Had to go find somewhere to park, find somewhere to stay. Um, look forward to more delays in the supply chain. Sorry. All right, I think that's all the complaining I can do for now. I have absolutely no voice and my throat hurts. So I'm going to go ahead and shut it down, um, but I will be speaking to you guys on Tuesday morning. Um, so if you would like to let me know how you feel about this podcast, feel free to hit me up on the website, anchor.fm slash razzle dazzle. That's anchor.fm slash razzle dazzle. I look forward to your comments, um, criticism, concerns, feedback. Um, you can drop me a line there. You can also uh, submit to um 
subscribe to, look at me, a monthly subscription or a one-time subscription if you'd like to, 99 cents, 4.99 or 9.99 via Google Pay. I would greatly appreciate it if you did. If not, that's cool too. Um, also, you can hit me up on Instagram at K-E-C-H-A-E-L-A. That's K-E-C-H-A-E-L-A. And I'll talk to you guys later. Bye.